this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash. This is a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. My guest today is Nancy Haichu. She presents persuasive, interactive, and engaging programs, which will increase your effectiveness as you manage today's ever-changing business and safety environments. Her presentations stress resilience and courage, and they certainly do. And thank you for being here, Nancy. It's totally my pleasure. We've been wanting to do this for a long time, and we're finally both making it happen. I know, right? I know. (laughs) It it was meant to be. Well, and I've got to tell you, I mean, so we're Facebook friends. Right. And um, I'm always intrigued by your posts because you the the two main things I see that Uh, you post about, one is because the lady was a cop, right? And that's where your background is, and we'll talk about that. But also, you post the most awesome, amazing information about St. Louis history that I've ever seen. I know. Isn't it fun? It is. It's it's really cool. And and we were talking about the fact that St. Louis, as awesome Mm -hmm. as we are, sometimes we don't realize how awesome we are. Exactly. And we need to we need to get our you know we got to be okay with our awesomeness. And share it with others. You know, we're a destination city, and we're a great place to live. I mean, I think our rent, if you're renting an apartment, is significantly below the national average, probably about $200 a month less for a one-bedroom apartment than the national average. So, And it's the same with shopping for your organic groceries. Right. And and we compost and... uh, so many people have chickens in their backyard, and they sell these organic eggs, and it's it's kind of amazing as you get to know more about it. I love it, and well, and don't you also? Th- I mean, even like I think we're number two in the housing market right now, because of our oh. the, because of the fact that it doesn't cost a fortune to buy a house here, whereas like San Francisco, oh. forget it. Oh. Just forget it. You'd have to live in your car, practically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and that I, would probably be too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to get a license for your car, so they'd be towing you to a, a very lovely spot <laughs> where there's a lot of crushing going on. Yeah, it's kind of loud. <laughs> yeah, right. it's hard to sleep late on a Saturday morning, you know, when the cars around you are being smashed. So your background um, as a police officer, right? And and I've seen the picture of your graduating class. Your one woman amongst 41 men. Yeah. Right. They wouldn't hire the police. I applied to both the city and the county, but they had their policewoman. And um, they were in juvenile or in administration. And they didn't have to even look at my resume. So I finished my undergraduate degree. And while I was finishing, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act passed, which said, you can't discriminate against me because of the shape of my skin. So UMSL did a study on us because we were the first place in the nation where women rode one officer cars. And we all survived, actually. Yeah. And and I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they put me in a high crime area where men beat their wives, thinking I would quit. But my degrees in psychology, this was my idea of a good time. Much better than white rats, <laughs> you know. I mean, and one of the one of the things, and I tell this to children when I'm doing a, a program for little ones. I'll say, "Do you want to learn something I learned in police school?" And they're like, "Yeah." So I'll say, "Yeah." You know, stretch my arm out, and I'll say, "Don't get closer than a grown-up's arm away from somebody whom you don't know," and they love it. Well, that's also true for police officers. 
But I'd go to a family disturbance, and I'd just get right up close to the man, and you could see his face because, A, cops never get that close, and, B, he never got that close to one that smelled so good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could see it on his face, and his little nose is going, and, you know, it kind of took a lot of the starch out of um, a family disturbance. That is fantastic. Well, and thank you for being a trailblazer. Oh. Thank you for that. It was honestly... There was a little discrimination, a little, defined a little, but, you know, it it was still, it was a terrific job, and I had great opportunity. I got to work in in in-service training, and I started, I wrote a grant that started the Rape Squad, and I got to do that. So, um, I had a lot of opportunity in there, too, as well as the harder things. And and during break, you were telling me, um, or well, before we started, you were telling me about that you had a high success rate. With, right. We the, talk talk the, about that. The national average for clearing a rape, which either means you solve it or you unfound it, and unfortunately I did have some unfounded, um, is 49%. My average was 85. Put a lot of people in prison. A woman, a cop, and a blonde. How smart could I be? <laughs> <laughs> I know? love it. I love it. And that says, I mean, that's that's astounding, right? It is. I mean, that's Even just astounded. astounding. It you is. Know? And then, so you you were able to bring to what you did as a cop, but also bringing, you know, your with psychology. I mean, you have, there's a lot more than oh, yeah. with you that it's not just a cop. There's a lot more. I mean, not to say just a cop. I, I don't want to belittle that right. at all. But there was a lot more going on with what you did. Oh, yeah. And my, um, my passion is safety. I, I mean, I grew up, I, what I tell people is, I grew up as Nancy Drew, and now I'm Murder, She Wrote. I even have a bike, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? But but it's true. I mean, from I, I just, I've always adored mysteries, and, and pretty much that's what I read. A, a little bit of self-improvement, like I'm going to read Bill's book. But, um, <laughs> because, yes, you got to meet Bill Danius today. That's right, who is phenomenal. I mean, I'm blown away. He is very cool. And so I'll read his book and enjoy every second of it. But pretty much um, I listen to recorded books, and I'm generally at the scene of a homicide when you talk to me. Like when I go grocery God, yeah. shop, shopping, everybody else is in the store, not me. <laughs> I'm in another country. <laughs> you know? I just, love it. Yeah, it just looks like I'm grabbing some fruit or something. Um, it's it's an illusion. Well, and, and, and you gave me a gift today, which I very much oh, love. Yeah. And it is a—I'm going to read this. A, okay. A 130 decibel personal safety alarm, which is a fabulous idea because not all of us are going to be carrying a gun around with us. Not right. all of us feel safe with something. And I don't even, do they even sell mace anymore? Or they sell something like pepper spray, just pepper spray, like right. if the bear comes or, you know, somebody really horrible. But, but you don't feel comfortable using those things. Things if you've right. never used them before, or you haven't taken a lot of classes around them, even the pepper spray. Well, you almost a, need to take a class to well, really learn how to use it. If the wind is blowing in the wrong direction, and I strongly believe you shouldn't take anything that can be used against you, right. which means a knife, pepper spray, gun, a taser, anything like that. Whereas with the alarm, like when I come out of the Galleria, into their parking lot. I just put it onto my waist. If somebody grabs me, I'll pull the pin, and if he doesn't, let, and then run. It's right. not. It's not to get help. It's to give you that few seconds to escape. And if he doesn't let go of me at that point, I'll take the pin and throw it. 
and now I'm 130 decibels of noise right. that he can't shut up, um, which means screaming doesn't work as well because he'll hit you. A whistle doesn't work as well. He'll hit you in the mouth. Again, a lot of expensive dental work. But, the, <laughs> but but this works, although I told you a quick story before about the little old lady in Connecticut who went to an ATM at night. And I said, you know, she said, there's a man there. I was concerned. And I said, what are you doing going at it? You know, and she said, I know I shouldn't have done that. But she said, I got a question. That thing you mailed to me. I said, yes. Once I pull the pin and I throw the grenade, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to send you a grenade. Here's your personal grenade. Good luck. (laughs) In the mail. I mean, I'm telling you, USPS loves me. (laughs) Like, oh, we're we're getting deliveries from Nancy. Watch out. You got to be careful with this stuff. Yeah, don't don't drop this one. (laughs) Well, listen, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Nancy Haichu. Get Raw with Chaos on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. at StudioCRadio.com. And we're back. You're listening to Mishmash, and we are talking to Nancy Haichu. So you do seminars around the world. The world. You yes. you have, um, in fact, if people want to learn more about you, they can go to your website, which is Nancy Haichu, and that's H. I-G-H-T-S-H-O-E dot com, where they can learn about having you come do a seminar for them, as well as buy this great uh, device that you have given me, this 130 (laughs) decibel personal safety alarm. But talk to that. Talk about personal safety. I mean, you know, I mean, the world we live in, right? Pretty scary. Um, In fact, if they'll go to my website and send me an email from there, or however they want to send me an email, uh, I can put them on my mailing list. I have a free newsletter. doesn't cost anything. It yep. comes by email. I get it. It's great. It, it Really, I, tr- I, I it's topical. You know, things you can do to keep your children safe, um, what to do in an airport right after that bombing. I, I sent something out. Ex- exactly. Um, the alarm's $14, and we can ship it to you just about anywhere. Yeah. A couple of things I cover in my seminar, and I really stress... It's important to me that people come home safe. I know some folks say, well, I'll just learn, you know, karate or whatever. Yeah, but are you going to practice it? Let's be honest. If you don't practice it, it's not going to work. So I start out asking a couple of questions, and I'll ask you. If you were being followed, first of all, most people could be followed by the entire 3rd Marine Division, and they wouldn't notice it because they're not paying any attention. you got to be aware. So be aware. Awareness is number one. It it actually absolutely is. But if you're being followed and you're driving, three places you can go. Where would you go? Well, let's see. I would think a police department would be a good idea. Absolutely. A police station, men and women with guns, really discourages the miscreants. Exactly. Okay. Um, Perhaps a well-lighted parking lot where there's lots of people? That's good if you're walking. You want to go where there are a lot of people. But you've got a car. That gives you more choices. Oh, gosh. Where would I go? I'll tell you. Tell me. Okay. A fire station. (laughs) Oh, Men and women carrying axes. Very depressing if you're an assailant. (laughs) And the third place is a hospital emergency room. Yes, that makes sense. Not the front desk where the pink lady is. But emergency room where there's somebody there to help you. Exactly. Like a 24-hour emergency. Exactly. Because they're usually armed security because they have uh, drugs. Right. Know, and and that's where the police bring 
criminals who need sewing up or, you know, whatever. Gunshot wounds. Yeah. So G- those, are the, those are the... those right? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and those, think, are, <laughs> those are the three places right. that, that you go. So I stress prevention. Um, and another question, what would you do if somebody jumped into your car when you're stopped at a stop sign? Uh, get out my little decibel thing. <laughs> <laughs> and scare him out of the car. <laughs> say, say mean words. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not an elephant gun, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. But no, your, the easy answer is always lock your car doors. Now, I know your doors ah. lock, and most people's do, when you're going about eight miles an hour. But by then, he has carjacked you. Right. Okay. So as soon as you get in your car for the rest of your life, lock reach over door. and lock your door. And I have a 30-second rule. From the time you get in that car to you're pulling out of a parking space, 30 seconds or less. So don't don't sit there calling home. Don't put on lipstick. Don't write notes. That's because you're asking to be carjacked. Well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yep. Even um, I would think at the gas station now, because I saw something recently about people sneaking in your car while you're getting gas. and exactly. take, And they're usually they're taking your computer and your you know, purse, whatever, but you don't want them hanging out in your car. You really don't want them hanging out in your car. Yeah. And, and if you're aware, and the other thing is have a plan. Um, what would you do if? Like I've just asked a couple of questions. So put that to work in whatever your daily life is, whether it's shopping or going to work. And all, like when you leave work, have your keys out to get in your car. Right. When you leave a shopping center, you know, um, just be prepared. A little bit of preparation. And there's a great bumper sticker that says, the paranoids are after me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not an assailant behind every bush. Right. But if you get good safety habits, it's like any other good habits you've got. You don't think about it. And who knows how many crimes you avoided by being just a little bit more prepared. And how about for kids? Because I know that that's a big concern with parents is, is um, you know, their kids staying safe now. I, I've always talked with my daughter about walking with confidence, right. you know, looking like you're confident and you know what's up. But when she was younger, um, I would have her, like if we were at a restaurant or a cafe and okay. she was pretty young, I'd give her money and I would go have her go up to the counter and order something. And I, my thing was, I would ask her questions. How did you feel about the person behind the counter? I wanted her to get in touch with how she felt about people. Mm-hmm. And like, if she didn't talk to someone who was talking to her, like we'd be at the grocery store and this man was talking to her. And he's like, hey, and he's like talking to her. And she was just kind of like, I don't want to talk to you. And I told him, I said, she didn't want to talk to you, you know, so go away. Um, But later, and I asked her in the car, I said, why didn't you want to talk to that man? She's like, well, I don't know. And I said, did he make you feel uncomfortable? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's good. I I thought he was creepy. So you need to get those gut feelings. I mean, I wanted to get her to listen to her gut feelings. Perfect. Yeah, I investigated more than 150 felony sex crimes. I think my youngest victim was five and my oldest was in her 80s. And almost every victim said the same thing. Before the assault, I felt that what I call when I work with the children, the uh-oh feeling right. in the pit of their stomach. And they didn't want to appear silly or paranoid or, heaven forbid, rude. And women are the biggest offenders on that rude thing. Yeah. They don't want, and I, I encourage you, if you don't want to feel, I understand, but when you're when you're visualizing, when you're making your plan, figure a gracious way out of it. You know, you don't yeah. have to turn and run most of the time, but you may have to turn and run. Right. And just do whatever you have to do 
to to be safe. Yeah. You figure, and you're right with the children. Um, one of my um, emails that I sent out talks about bubble gum. And this came from a member of my, my audience once. She told her daughter, bubblegum. If I ever say bubblegum to you, I want you to stick to me like glue. Right. I mean, no questions, just do it. And they were overseas at a bazaar, and a man grabbed the daughter and tried to pull her away, and she was about nine, and pulled and pulled, and mom had said bubblegum. And I'm telling you, that girl, there was no confusion, no, gee, I don't know, Mom, what should we do? Or, Mom, I don't want to do She just grabbed onto Mom, and Mom grabbed onto her, and she did not lose her child. So I think that's a great, I mean, and that's from a yeah. brilliant person in the audience. I love it. Isn't that well, a that, good idea? That's, and, and so having that kind of a word where it's just like this, when this word is said, boom, this is what you do. That's awesome. And never, ever, under any circumstances, leave your children in a car alone. Right. I mean, that is, it, it, you're just asking to have, you're asking for a carjacking. And I mean, I've got a couple of emails about that and some real tragedies that have occurred. And I can't tell you how many people do leave their children. And when I encounter that, I'll just stand there at the car until the parent comes back. And I'll say as nicely as I can, you know, do you, and I used to be a cop, I work, yada, yada, yada. Do you realize how at risk you're putting your children? And a couple of people, I mean, usually they're either embarrassed or angry. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, well, yeah. But that, if you taught them learn. a good lesson, that's yeah. good. Who, hopefully they won't do it again. They'll probably be afraid I'll show up again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that mean Nancy lady that, is yeah, going to... <laughs> that, that lady is a cop. She up follows again. me around. <laughs> Waiting for me to be bad. <laughs> Entrapment. I know it's all her fault. She made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch out for you. Yeah, right. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back with Nancy Haichu in just a moment. Want to find out what this podcasting buzz is all about and how it can help you reach your target market in a unique and engaging way? Schedule a tour of Studio C Radio today by emailing studiocradio at gmail.com. And we're back with Mishmash. We're talking to Nancy Haichu. You know, um, all these kids are graduating right now from school and and a lot of us are going to see our kids off to college soon. I've got some friends that are like, okay, here's my little kid has grown up and now they are off to college. Can you share with us some safety concerns or safety ideas? How to stay safe when you're going to college? Yeah. Two things. College kids are always wandering around cam- campus at midnight. You know, they think nothing of it. However, if you're an assailant and you want to sexually assault someone and you're in a hurry, where would you go? So teach your right. kids if they're going to they're going to do it. So don't try to dissuade them, but talk them into doing it with a buddy. Always have a buddy. Right your there, chan- you go. Oh yeah, your chances of being assaulted are exponentially reduced if there are two of you. That that's a big deal. And when you go to a party, every thirty minutes, connect with your buddy. You can wave, you can bump elbows, you can text. But if you recall Natalie Holloway in Aruba, who was um, abducted and her body has never been found, and that was, what, eight years ago now? A beautiful girl, very, very sad. But if they'd started looking for her 45 minutes or an hour, even two hours after she went missing, they would have had a much better chance than starting late the next day. Exactly. So that would be for the college kids. And then for everybody, 
lock your doors. We talked about that with the car, but more than half the home burglaries in America are through unlocked doors and windows. And a third of all rapes happen in and around the victim's home. Oh, my gosh. One of the most important things you can do to keep yourself and your family safe, just lock your doors and windows. And there's a special window lock that you can open your window, and I have mine set for a head's width. If Mm -hmm. he can't get his head in, he can't get the rest of him in. And you can then open it. There's a way to switch it. You can open the window all the way. But... Don't let them get in through your unlocked doors and windows. Exactly. It's Great. Thank so you. So simple. Right. And simple, so important. but very important advice. Exactly. Well, thank you. I really? love. I love simple and important. Don't we all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have a few fun questions okay. for you, and I know we've had this has been a you know I mean we're we're talking about some very serious yes, things. Yes, we are. So we'll lighten up a little bit. Good idea. Um, but my first question has to do with: Have you ever had to enforce just a really silly law, or have you ever have you ever seen a silly law? that you thought, really, that is just bizarre? I don't think so. Um, I, I arrested a lot of DWIs, which I thought was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fact, the, the, a quick story, that my first DWI was taught by cloistered nuns, so I have really good manners. Oh! And, you know, and I was driving, I was brand new, I had my own car, it's midnight watch, and I'm passing a man, and I stopped and I turned around, he was urinating next to the side of our road. And so I switched around, and by then he was driving. I pulled him over, and I arrested him DWI. And I'm driving him to headquarters to book him. And he looks over at, like, you know, here it is, 2 a.m. He looks at me, and he says, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? I was like, I don't know, you know? Well, a silly person then. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to go with silly person. We'll have to go with silly person on yeah, that one. Yeah, I think most of the laws, no, I didn't come up with any silly ones, you know. <laughs> I mean, there was one that, you know, we weren't supposed to put an injured person in our squad car. We were supposed to wait for an ambulance, but we all knew if it was really serious, we'd put Absolutely. them in our car and take yeah, them anyway. sure. Fortunately, they got rid of that. <laughs> okay, well, that yeah, because that is silly. Well, and the silly if thing, you, wanna... you had to wear your hat. You know, I mean, it's important because, you know, command presence and all that. Right. But some sergeants made it a much bigger deal. If, if you're in a hurry and, you know, the stuff's hitting the fan, maybe just forget get it the handled. Hat. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the hat's okay to forego at this point. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're a huge history buff, yes, right? I am. Okay, so, and, and you know a lot about St. Louis history. Um, is there a particular era in St. Louis history that you would love to just go visit, to go check out or go back to? Oh, I think it would be fun to go back to, you know, when it was all horse and buggy and big skirts and, but I'd want to be wealthy (laughs) 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 because I can see some real problems if you weren't. (laughs) I want to be wealthy now. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But that would be, that would be a time, you know, when it's growing and Henry Shaw was alive and um, I, I, his, what is now the Botanical Garden was his country home. And right, it took that's him a right. Ha- that's right. It took him a half day to get there. So I, I would love to have known Henry and all. That would have been fun. Hung out with Henry. Hung out with Henry, And yes. tell him someday you're not going to believe what this place is going to look like, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back back from the future. Um. All right, I have one more. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's see. Okay, so thinking of different types of show. There's a lot of cop cop TV, mm-hmm. movies, that kind of thing. Which would you like to star in? What do you want to, which one do you want to be a part of? 
Well, I love NCIS. Okay. Um, I, I think I like the characters. You know, it's more the characters than really the, the investigative, although that's that's fun, too. Um, I love the movie Beverly Hills Cop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I totally see you there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I couldn't be African-American. Um, maybe I could be his partner. There you go. He was so good at what he did. I could never be that clever. <laughs> My favorite scene was in the bar when he knows there's going to be a, a robbery. In fact, I make that required watching after a lot of my seminars, you know, because I want people to learn how to be aware and what doesn't fit. Right. And if it, you get to the bar scene and uh, he knew exactly what was going on and the two Beverly Hills cops were like, huh? <laughs> we don't know what's yeah. happening. Yeah, happened to the beer. <laughs> and he says, you know, these guys. Awareness, awareness. Yeah, yeah. There's a sign going off. It's, we're in trouble now. Well, there's a, there's a, I think it's Men in Black, the very first Men in Black. Okay. And Will Smith's character, who I cannot remember the name of him, but when, when they, they're going through that exercise and everybody's supposed to shoot at whoever they believe the bad guys are. And he shoots at the little girl and everybody's like, what? And he's like, well, look, the, what is she doing walking in that neighborhood at that time of night? And she and he he had determined all the reasons why that was the bad person in the scenario. And it was he was actually correct, but it was so funny because they had like big one-eyed monsters and crazy looking stuff. Really? But it, it showed like this was awareness. You know, like he 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 should be one of the men in black because he got it. <laughs> wow. And I haven't seen that movie, so I'll have to make that one of my required oh, movies. See, there you go. There you go. I gave you a required movie. And and I'll have to revisit Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> we gotta get together and do it. Just do a, a cop movie night. And bring chocolate. Lots <laughs> oh, of Oh heck yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, heck yeah. Um, ab- absolutely. Well, you know, the um, Israelis at Ben-Gurion Airport, um, they do profiling. Racial profiling is wrong, morally, ethically, legally wrong. Profiling is smart. And what they do in the airport is they have pretty young women who interview the the potential terrorists, and they're very good at picking out the tells. And because really? most, most of the terrorists are male, and most men talk to pretty young women. And uh, now that more women are getting into the terrorism game, they also right. have attractive young men. But they do it with profiling. And they could ask you a couple of questions and you're out the door. Or you can become their their guest for a day. Interesting. Isn't it, though? Yeah. The things we don't know that people like Nancy Heitschu can bring to us. Thank you so much. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. This has been a joy. Oh, my gosh. I just appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today and teach us. And, you know, if, if people want to learn more about you, they just go to nancyheitschu.com and everybody get your 130 decibel personal safety alarm and we're good. That would be smart. Awesome. I carry it. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Mishmash, and we will catch you next time. 